0: Have you wanted to join us at an epic location, but are new to photo workshops or photography in general?
1: Maybe you've seen the beautiful images from our events and said to yourself, I want to be there. Are you having difficulty picking the perfect Cowgirls with
0: Cameras event to come to in 2024?
1: We want to invite you to a virtual Cowgirls with Cameras happy hour on January 9th. Bring your favorite cocktail or soft drink and snuggle in with your favorite blanket in front of your computer to learn about our 2024 event lineup and get all your questions answered. This is the perfect opportunity to get to know us better, get connected with Cowgirls with Cameras, and choose your best photography adventure for 2024.
0: Register on our website at cowgirlswithcameras.com. We hope to see you there.
1: It's time to laugh, learn, and take your photography to the next level with your favorite cowgirls with cameras, Kara, Kim, and Phyllis. Welcome to the Cowgirls with Cameras podcast. I'm Kim with Kim Beer Photography and Be More Business. I'm Kara with Fast
2: Horse Photography. And I'm Phyllis with Phyllis Burchette Photo. How's everybody
1: doing? It's not been that long since we got to see each other in person. So know, this just recovering. feels like, like yeah, yeah. me too, Carol, <laughs> me too.
0: <laughs> I mean, not
1: recovering from
0: seeing you guys, but recovering sure. from our adventures.
2: <laughs> I'm recovering from seeing you guys, so. Yeah, you probably <laughs> are.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. So, yeah, we just got back from Cottonwood, our Cottonwood Ranch Photography Experience. And I have to say, it was incredibly magical, in my opinion. I personally, I'll speak for myself because I don't know, maybe you two are different, but I swear that was the smoothest workshop that we have ever hosted. Everything went off so wonderfully, only a couple of minor hitches and things, which is always to be expected in any type of um, situation where you got large numbers of horses and cowboys and photographers involved but it was just such a wonderful experience and very magical.
0: And we had such a great group, like the photographers who joined us. I feel like they were just such a great group for that event. And I don't know, we got some new buddies now. We got some new photography buddies. I think the ranch
2: did an amazing job. They really worked hard to rectify a couple of little glitches from last year. And I'm just, it was so, and we got some new things to do, thankfully, because they had more water this year yep. with more rain. So, so it was, you're right. I
1: would categorize it magical.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it was a great, it was a great week.
1: It was. And for those of you who don't know, we're already signing up for this event for 2024. We already have people in the event for 2024. And if you would be interested in joining us, this is our educational intensive event that it really does work with photographers of all levels to be able to help them go ahead and move up a level in their photography, expand their horizons, try things that are new and also have some amazing amazing images to build their portfolio around. So we would love to have you join us this next year. And I'll tell you what, If you pay your deposit now and you get on the payment plan, the payments are like super affordable. So it would be an opportune time for you to get in for next year for 2024. The dates are August 22nd through 27th that we will be at the Cottonwood Guest Ranch in Wells, Nevada. And believe me you, this is comfortable, beautiful, amazing, fun, such gorgeous scenery, many things to do and so much learning. So if you're interested in joining us, visit our website. Things are up for 2024 already and ready to go. Well
0: said, Kim. It was was so good. I can't, I don't know. And then we've got other events coming up too. So I just want to point out that the website has been updated. Our events page has been updated. So if you are looking for something, if Cottonwood is not your thing, but you're looking for some kind of adventure that might be in your neck of the woods, go check out our events page because we've got all sorts of opportunities coming up for 2024.
2: We do. When does this episode Air you guys because we need to let everyone know that we still have a couple of spaces left for the Oklahoma gathering as well. We do. This one,
0: this episode will be live on the 12th of September.
1: Oh, yeah, perfect. So yeah. there's still even time. We have one spot that remains open for Trappers Lake Lodge. Oh. So if you would like to take that spot, it is still available. We've had a few people try to get into that spot and um, we don't have a full deposit in yet for that. So we're still taking folks for that. I think that was just a few travel hiccups on those people being able to get in. So if you're able to travel to around Meeker, Colorado, It's not in Meeker, but close to it. The end of September, there's still a spot open available for that particular workshop. And then Phyllis and I are going to be doing Art of the Cowgirl in Oklahoma in the beginning of, well, actually the middle. It's the 12th through twelfth through the 15th, right, Phyllis? Yes. In Pahuska, Oklahoma. We have two beautiful ranches that we're going to be shooting on as well as at the Art of the Cowgirl event. And this one is super affordable. It's nineteen ninety five and that includes your lodging. It does include meals, but it does include the lodging. And you would fly into Tulsa, And I do believe that that's a not that expensive of a flight for most people. And it's a really very nice area and it's a whole different type of scenery than what you're, you're probably used to. And it's a brand new
2: location, yes. two brand new locations brand that new have locations. not been photographed to death yes. so, or at all, for that matter. So,
1: And if you're one of those folks who's a brand new photographer out there, you know, you're just like, oh, gosh, I don't know if I can. I'm ready for a retreat, but all of this sounds like fun and I want to be. This is on my bucket list. This one is a good one for you to go to because there's a lot of education and it's a smaller group. So we have a little bit more time to spend individually with people. And then if you really want to kick it off big time, come to our beginners workshop in April of next year. We're filling up for that pretty quick and that's a good experience. So I think I've hit them all now. (laughs) <laughs> and that, oh, and that beginner's workshop is going to be in beautiful
2: St. Augustine, Florida in April. Yeah. So, Yes. Yeah.
1: Warmth. Warmth for yeah. you Western <laughs> folks. That means warm.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Springtime will be well underway yeah. for us over here. Awesome. I'm excited. That sounds like a great lineup, you guys. I know. It and is. we may even have a couple little secret events popping up here and there, too, that... <gasps> We're not going to oh, talk about it. Oh, we have yet. yeah, we have another
2: <laughs> one, another big one we're working on, don't we? That's yeah. right. That we're yeah. not going to talk about yet. <laughs> yeah. So we're excited. <laughs> How can I forget about that? Since I've
1: been working on that myself. Oh my gosh! Like, For huh? a moment there, I had terrible fomo. I'm like, what are Kara and Phyllis? I know. Doing that's with- what I'm
0: mean?
1: <laughs> thinking. The same thing. What is she talking about? <laughs> but then I'm like, oh shit! I've been working on it too. <laughs> so yeah, we guys, can't, we're we're both so bad, aren't we, Kara?
0: Yeah. Well, it's, we are recording on a Sunday right now and that's out of our routine. So it's, it's acceptable. We're
1: practically like
0: recording on what would be considered like our day off.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Who gets a day off?
2: (laughs) Well, it is Labor Day weekend. So hopefully y'all are, we're all going to get to enjoy a little bit of, you know, unlabor.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll see about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Not, not in my world. Well, what are we actually talking about today? We are talking about three tips that you can use right now to improve your photography. So we each came up with a tip. I think we volunteered Phyllis's tip, so, but we know she's good at talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, three things that you can do right now to improve your photography.
2: Actually, I really like one y'all... I like it when y'all tell me what I am going to talk about. So. <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> but, but before we get into that, what have you guys been up to? Kim, what have you been up to since we got home?
1: Oh, my gosh. I hit the ground running as soon as I the plane landed, I swear. I didn't get much of a break. I had meetings and doctor's appointments the very next day and a whole lot of catch-up to do. And then I have been teaching classes like, like left and right. I've been putting together my fall curriculum for my business stuff and my woo-woo classes that I'm rolling out this fall. So I've been having a blast working with my new person who's helping me organize local events here in the Kansas City area. And we've been coming up with curriculum for November and December and then looking at next year. And we all know how much I love to live in the future and plan, like dream big. I'm not gonna say plan because I'm not a huge planner, but, but I do like to dream big and think about where we're going and what we're doing. And I've got some cool stuff that's going to be coming up here in my local area around business and creativity and a lot of fun things. So I've been working on that and teaching business classes. I taught a content creation class on the Thursday, right after we got back, I got home Tuesday night and was Thursday. I was back in the classroom. Yeah. And headed this next week, uh, Two weeks from now, I'm going to be headed to a big conference in Springfield where I'm going to be speaking there on how to sell like a woman, which is a favorite topic (laughs) of mine.
0: That's awesome. (laughs) Well, since we got back, I was kind of the same way I hit the ground running. I have been, I've been fixing a wall art order that had a small little issue. So I had to fix all the wall art order. And then I've been designing albums, designing graduation announcements and calling and editing several equestrian senior portrait sessions that I shot before we left for Cottonwood. So it's just been a lot of a lot more office work than I probably would have liked. Outside of that, eventually our book posing that poses that sell is getting to a place where it's getting ready for proof. So Kim has been working on our cover, so we'll be hopefully finalizing that tomorrow. Fingers crossed, and getting that moved on to the next next stage. And outside of that, I came home to a dang lame horse. So I've Aww. got I've been soaking an abscess and trying to get her through that. It's that time of year. Everybody's horses here are abscessy right now. It's just wet and dry, wet and dry, wet and dry. So it's just that time of year. But that was a, an unexpected. Non surprise when I got home. So, what about you, Phyllis? Well,
2: before I met you guys at Cottonwood for our immersive photography experience, I had the great pleasure of getting to photograph at the Salt Flats, uh, the Bonneville Salt Flats, Salt Flats in Utah, and I had some oh, those great look gals. So that oh, it was so beautiful. Uh, we did. We were basically there all day, and we were blessed with an amazing, not only an amazing sunrise, but an amazing sunset as well. And a big shout out to Nicole and Tiffany for doing most of the writing and and just, of course, they were having a blast. So, (laughs) and then uh, (laughs) Melissa, the videographer that was doing some, uh, we did some product photography and she did some videography for some brands. And, and then we just hung out and went to had lunch and hung out together all day. And then the wind picked up and we did we did some more stuff that night, and there was some more photographers that came in. I got to meet I got to meet a lot of great new people, and then the next day I went back up with uh, my friend. Trudy with uh, Nature's Signature Photography up in Garden City, Utah. And we went to Bear Lake and got to photograph some gals from MW Quarter Horses up there, Rachel and Rebecca, and they both had beautiful Palominos. And then Nicole came up and got to photograph and they all, they had their dogs and their, oh, it was just, it was just fun. We had a, (laughs) we had a great time and got to meet some really great people. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing them again next year, maybe. So that's, you know, just back home catching up and Trying to get, trying to get back to somewhat of a routine, enjoying the Labor Day weekend this week, weekend. Uh, before I head back out of town again Thursday, so that's about it for me.
0: I can't believe you're already leaving again.
2: <laughs> I know it. So anyway,
0: let's get into. Uh, Let's get into our topic. For I know I already tried to get us into it because I forgot about <laughs> updates. So I jumped the I jumped the gun. So let's get rolling. <laughs> That's okay. Somebody's, Got gotta, keep to go Somebody's <laughs> gotta keep us on track. Somebody's gotta keep us on track, Karen, it's usually you. <laughs> All right. So we were thinking about this topic and we, some of this for me stemmed from our recent experience at Cottonwood. And I was thinking, wouldn't it be cool to do an episode where we just gave, like, let's just give three solid tips for people that they can use right now to improve their photography, that they can start thinking about, that they can put to work. And so that's kind of where this episode came from. And I'm hoping that by the time we work our way through it, people will have some concrete ideas of things that they can do. Maybe they'll take a critical look at what they're doing, what their process looks like, and they can use, you know, kind of cherry pick some of these things to put to work in their photography right now to improve their images. I'm going to talk a little about something that's near and dear to my heart, which is Posing. So for people who work with horses and humans, I know some people are going, ick, I have to photograph people too. You don't have to photograph people, but if you do, there are a few things that you could think about. So the one thing that I would start with when you're talking about posing horses and humans together, and I realized we could do a whole episode on this for crying out loud. We wrote a book on the subject. So I know there's a lot more wrapped up in this than what I'm going to tell you today, but here's a few little things that you can do. So the first thing is just get comfortable giving direction and giving prompts to people. This can be one of the scariest things I think for new photographers is telling their subjects what to do, giving them cues that get them connecting and interacting with each other and with their horse. One way that you can do that is to practice it and practice like how you're going to talk about it. So that is a, is a good place to start, Just start trying to get comfortable with that. One way to get comfortable with that is to come prepared with fresh ideas for every session. So one thing that I try to do is I try to think about one unique thing that I can try at a shoot. And I work with a lot of horse and human subjects on a regular basis. So it gets tricky sometimes coming up with something really different that I haven't done before with other clients. But it's kind of a personal challenge that I've set for myself is to come up with something different, something unique for every shoot. The second piece of this is you have to have some kind of pose flow that is your go-to for when you're feeling stuck. We all have those moments where we have our horses and humans standing in front of us and we don't know what to do next. So having a go-to pose flow is really important and can really keep you moving because you know that after you do this pose, you're going to flow to the next pose. So we do have a book coming out. It's called the Equine Equine Photography Poses That Sell that's coming out soon. And we'll update you guys when that comes out, but it is full of pose flow and ideas. So that's just something to think about. What does your pose flow look like? Do you use a pose flow with your clients already? And is it something that's coming natural to you because you're flowing through it on a regular basis and practicing the flow. The third thing on posing that I would suggest thinking about is looking for connection, but also looking for ways to create connection between your subjects. I'm always telling my clients, I'm going to give you a lot of suggestions, a lot of things that a lot of posing suggestions. But if your horse interacts with you, if they turn to you, if they connect with you, I want you to ignore what I'm telling you. And I want you to just just enjoy them. Just give them scratches. Just give them some attention because that horse is inviting you into a moment and you can take advantage of that. And that makes for a really cool picture. So look for ways to create, to capture connection, and then add to that ways that you can create connection if it's not coming naturally for your subjects. So start thinking about prompts that you can give your clients that will encourage connection between them. And it can be something as simple as, can you run your hands down their man? or give them a scratch in their favorite spot, something along those lines to get them connecting. The next thing that I would add to this is just don't forget about the hands. We just, I just gave the example of scratch your horse or give your, you know, run your hands on your horse's mane. You've got to put those hands to work. Try not to chop them off in your photographs, but try to keep them working and doing something and not just hanging limply there. So do something with the hands, put them to work. And then the last little piece I'll give around posing is sometimes when all else fails, you have to let the horse guide the pose. You will find times when you're working with horses and humans that the horse isn't as cooperative as you would hope it would be. And you've got this whole list of poses that you thought you were going to be able to try. You might have that one inspiration pose that you promised you were going to try at this shoot, but you know it's not going to work because the horse isn't having any of it. It's okay to let the horse guide the pose. If that means you need to let the horse graze so that you can get some great shots of your subject because he's dragging around his subject or the horse needs to move his feet, then you're gonna have to shift and create those moments with the horse leading the way. That's where I wanted to start with this is just, if you can start thinking about your inspiration for the shoot, creating a pose flow that includes connection, that sort of thing, I think you'd be in a really good spot for this part of our subject today. All great tips, Kara. Thanks. Thank you.
1: Yes. And I have been thoroughly enjoying putting together, doing the layout for the posing book. Even after 30 years in photography, I have learned some things from you and Betsy on that. So I can't wait until it's finished and you guys have it out in the world and our people that are listening to this can buy it because I think it's going to be such a huge game changer for so many people, such inventive ways of of looking at things and all the different ideas that are in the book with the photographs are amazing.
0: Oh, thanks, Kim. I can't wait to see it. (laughs) I can't wait to hold it in my hands. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Big congratulations to the two of you for for this. It's, It's a big contribution. So my addition to this little conversation is to change how you look at something. So a great deal of what I do in Gestalt and in everything I do in my life, and I know I harp on that a lot, is to become aware of what I am not currently aware of. And I think in photography, my big tip to improve your photography is to look at it from a different perspective. So when I approach a shoot and I approach a situation, I always try to start out with the thing that I see the most clearly in my mind, my first vision, so to speak, of how I want to capture that particular scene Or setup. And as I approach that, once I have that and I'm feeling kind of secure with it, then I want to move my feet. I want to move to a different perspective. I want to change go up, go down, go left, go right, get on your belly, get on a tree, get in the bed of a truck. There are so many different ways that you can approach shooting a subject. Lay on your back and shoot up from underneath. Horses always have very interesting, goofy perspectives when you look from that angle. We had somebody do that last week, didn't we? Yeah. (laughs) So, yes. So any possible way that you can change your perspective to capture that scene from a different angle. Challenge yourself to look at things differently than you've ever looked at them before. Try something completely new. Go to the other side. If you have shot that scene frontlit, Go to the other side and shoot it backlit to see what the difference is. Change your perspective at every possible opportunity. And here's what I've found over years of doing that is that oftentimes what I walk into with the scene as my vision of what it should look like is not the final image that I want to utilize from that particular setup. What I find is as I walk around and I do things, I find better shots. I find things that are more interesting. My first inclination was a good one, but it wasn't always the one that I'll end up utilizing from that particular shoot. So just keep in mind to move your feet, get out of your comfort zone and do things that are different.
0: I like that. Yeah, sometimes we forget to do
1: that. So that's great advice. Or we
0: spend a lot of time asking our subjects to move. Like we'll yeah. say, yes, yes. can you, yeah. can you step, you know, like two steps forward or backwards yeah. or can you yes. rotate around? And it's like, that it can be a real pet peeve of mine at workshops too. Yes. <laughs> I, want to too just say to, I want to just be like, or you could move your feet and mm. see what that looks like, you know, cause it's a lot easier for us to move sometimes than it is for that horse and human to get all reset up
1: again. So no kidding on that one. Yeah. And I agree that is a pet peeve of mine as well. Yeah.
0: And yes. I'm guilty of it too. Like I'll be at a shoot and I'll be shooting with the same background. And I'm like, I I need to move to the side. I need to move to the back. I I need to change things up. And I'm always so happy when I do.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, because you do, you get very spoiled because we're the focus of the attention, right? We're the photographers. We're the one creating this and uh, we expect everything to move for us. But the truth is, is if we move our own feet, we're that much better off. You
2: mean they don't, Everything doesn't revolve around us.
1: (laughs) Really? I'm sorry, Phyllis. Well, shoot. That's
2: so disappointing to hear. Well, it actually does
1: revolve around you, famous Phyllis.
2: That's true. That's true. (laughs) Oh, gosh. I walked right into that one, didn't I? Yeah, Phyllis, you don't move your feet. You just hold still. Everyone will move for you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh gosh, okay. with that being said <laughs> let's move on to my portion of today's uh podcast. <laughs> Obviously, this is a, a subject that's near and dear to my heart because I just did a newsletter on it. I did a blog post on it. I did a PowerPoint <laughs> on it. <laughs> mindful cropping or what I would call like to call the art of the crop, because I do think that cropping is kind of a lost art <laughs> because a lot of photographers don't utilize this like they should. And even myself, sometimes I, I may not utilize it like I really should. But mindful cropping is a I think a thoughtful process that takes into consideration the overall message or emotion that you're wanting to convey in your image. There's several things, or a few things, (laughs) to consider when you're choosing how to crop. Number one, of course, would be composition. By choosing what to include and exclude within your frame, you can create a stronger focal point, you can establish a better visual balance, you can guide the, the viewer's eye to specific or key elements in the image just by cropping something out that is really not telling any of the story. Of course, the next thing would be storytelling. Our goal is for every photograph to tell a story or convey an emotion. Um, You can isolate specific details or expressions or interactions that help convey the intended message much more effectively with a good crop. So keep that in mind, too, that what kind of what is the story you're trying to tell? If you're focusing on details, I think that, you know, you may have taken a, a bigger picture and then you realize that, oh, my gosh, this has got this is an amazing bit or bridle or, or part of the saddle. I mean, you know, shooting Western details uh, this is so cool to me because there's so much texture and patterns and everything. So cropping can bring attention to very intricate details that might have been overlooked in the original image, of course cropping will eliminate distractions or elements that might detract from the actual scene that you're, you know, the main scene, the main subject. I think cropping also can create sometimes, I wish, you know, of course we don't have any visual (laughs) things to show people what I'm talking about, but sometimes you can even, uh, creative cropping can lead to unique and what I call really captivating photograph just by cropping in a unique way. I personally think that cropping, especially for some artists, not just photographer, of course, we're all artists, but is by choosing a distinctive crop, you can express your style. I personally love square, not just for Instagram. I just love a square crop. I love square pictures hanging on my wall. They seem to group better in some ways. I love panoramic images. I always find that it's easier for me to crop according to the image. Back when I did do portrait work, if I was delivering a whole gallery to a client, I might stick with, you know, 16 by 20 or 11 by 14 or something like that crops. But if I'm doing something for art, I'm always thinking about what is the best crop for that particular scene. So, And you can develop your own specialized style by doing that. Again, playing with perspective, uh, like I said, back to kind of ties in with creating abstracts, but cropping can alter the perspective of an image. and I think lastly, of course, we kind of already covered this, but you can really emphasize emotion. A close crop on a person's eyes or hands, for example, can really intensify the emotional impact of a photograph or an image. I think like zooming in on a horse's eyes and a h- human eyes or just like Kara said, or you know, really pay attention to hands. Because sometimes, like I love hands on a book or, you know, in the light and that kind of thing. Just hands on a saddle horn, you know, or with a rope are sometimes really cool. So... Just think about really make intentional creative choices about how you want to engage with your subject, the scene, and the viewer on a deeper level with your crop, you know, with the, the crop choices you make. So I guess that's about it, y'all. Just uh, I think mindful cropping is is. I don't, like I say it's one of my pet peeves. So <laughs> it's a subject that I love.
1: Well, I think thinking about how you're going to crop an image and you know how I was saying, move your feet. I think it works into the cropping as well. Also zoom in and zoom out. If you have a zoom lens, most equine photographers love their 70 to 200s. Use the 70 yeah. to 200, zoom in, zoom out.
2: I think too that, I mean, like we all would prefer to get it just like
1: we want in
2: camera, <laughs> but sometimes we're not able to do that. We can't get close yeah. enough or we, you know, for some reason or, or, or even sometimes I think I don't even see the image until or like, sometimes you see the picture within the picture and I don't see that until I get home and go, oh, wow, here's the picture. When I eliminate everything around it, that's the picture. So, yeah. you know, and I may not see that till I get home on my, on the computer, go crop. <laughs>
0: Awesome. Okay. So hopefully this is giving (laughs) folks some ideas to get them out there when they're out there shooting. Maybe we've planted a few seeds to get people kind of thinking. The first was think really about your posing and start to actively give cues give direction be brave about it and make those suggestions that build connection in your imagery so that was the first one the second one from Kim was move your feet and i think that one's huge looking at the different perspectives the different angles and i would say not just move your feet but move up move down get low you know get above your subject like really move and change your perspective and then the the last thing that we're suggesting is cropping and i think phyllis gave a really good Overview of cropping and why it's so important, and just how important that is to sit down and really be strategic and thoughtful about how the image needs to be cropped, and and not just when you're there on the scene, but how you're planning to use those images in its final place and its final home when it's done. Um, how important that is. So we hope this got you guys thinking today, and we are so glad that you chose to join us. Don't forget to check out our event page on CalGrowsWithCameras.com. We have a lot of our 2024 events are listed and we would really love to have you guys join us somewhere this year on one of our adventures. We always have a great time and we always leave with a ton of new images. So we just love to have you consider joining us. If you haven't done so already, please head over and join us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram at Cowgirls with Cameras and of course we have over 30 episodes here on the podcast that you can binge at any time. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of Cowgirls with Cameras. Don't let the laughter and learning stop here. Join our community on social media and be sure to visit our website for more opportunities to fulfill your photography goals. Head to cowgirlswithcameras.com. That's cowgirlswithcameras.com. See you next time.